0: In the old days, we had pantheons. Many came to the mountain, and many were uplifted to divinity in the warmth of its light. I was empowered at that time to select far more candidates. But eventually, the ore at the heart of Mount Olympus was carved out of it, broken and scattered across the world. Each of the bigger shards retained the power to imbue godhood, And it was my duty to steward those that sought the power of the stone left behind on the European continent. From Alexander to Caesar, nearly all the youths I tutored sought only one thing. Conquest. With the power of the stone, they claimed as much of the world as they could imagine themselves holding on to. The stone turns men into gods. And the only limit on the power of a god, save, of course, for other gods, is the limit of that god's imagination. Those men might have conquered the entirety of the Earth, but... in the end, for all their grandiosity and self-importance, they could not truly imagine themselves as lord over all, and their empires remained constricted by finite boundaries. Such was also true of Arthur, though he certainly came closer than any before him. In his apotheosis, he became the god of swords, the god of kings, the god of British rule. And even when he could not imagine prolonging his life further, and his spirit ascended to Avalon, he stabbed his sword into my stone, channeling its divine power for centuries more, fueling the British Empire's dominion over the world. The stone sat in the royal family's vault for generations, until its keepers had long forgotten that it was a much truer seat of their power than the throne room far above it. Thieves raided the treasure room and smuggled the stone and sword together to America. And from there, it made its way down a winding path that led it here to Northern Kentucky. The sword and the stone were not acquired rightfully, but they certainly were no longer controlled by the British crown, either. Piece by piece, Arthur's empire crumbled and receded, and I was once more granted the right to name a new master of the stone. Arthur's sword still seals its power, preventing the egg I've been incubating from hatching. Whoever next claims the power I offer must be powerful enough to remove Excalibur and let the stone's power flow freely once more. I wonder which of you will be the one to finally do it. And I wonder just what kind of god this new world has created. Will you be another god of domination and conquest? Or will you show me something new? And how expansive a domain Will your imagination permit you to envelop?
1: You are still screaming through the endless void of space. Uh, Stars are flinging past you so fast that they are elongating into just streaks. Um, Much like that hot new movie from last year, Star Wars.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, no, that that movie's pretty sick. It's it's real cool. Um, Yeah.
1: It's less cool when you're living it.
2: Yeah, kind of a bit. Turns out, turns out, actually, being in space kind of sucks. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I think, I, I think I'm gonna try something here. Okay. So, uh, Luke, I've had I've had uh time to think, uh, mm-hmm. since the last session about what Bob might try to do in this scenario, and sure. as we've pointed out before, they're um, they're they're a very vibes kind of person. You know, a lot of meditation, a lot of seances, a lot of burning incense and other substances and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, I would like to draw for uh, Bob to open their third eye, see the Godhead, and become one with the universe. Yeah,
1: sure. Of course. Uh, Two biz, right? Yep. Okay. Well, Bob, I got terrible news. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. That's going to be the hanged man or the moon.
2: Uh, I'm going to push...
3: Yeah, fair.
1: All I got right. a
2: fresh clock, and I keep, yeah. getting, I keep getting fucking thrown my dissonance card fucking twice <laughs> last time. I'm going <laughs> to I forgot you got it twice. Yeah, again. it has not so, been
3: good for Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Bob's going right. through one. In that case, you have the
1: sun. You're given cause to celebrate. Thank you. Thank
4: you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me think of what happens to you then. Um... Bob, I think you close your eyes. You are in the vacuum, and yet it is as though you can feel wind whipping past you. And as you focus on this sensation, you realize it is not wind, for there is no wind. It is space itself. You are moving so fast that you can feel the space around you, uh, s- like, smashing against you and rolling off of you as though you were... Uh, swimming through space itself. Um, the lights continue to streak past you faster and faster until, uh, you are almost in a, a tunnel that looks like it's covered in zebra stripes from the black of space and the white of the stars. Um, but then looking closer at them, it is as though the stripes are- very rapidly vibrating because obviously the stars are all located in different positions from one another. They're not straight lines, mm-hmm. um, but they create this sort of uh collage effect of like, it is less that you are in the infinity of outer space and almost like you're in a tunnel or something. Mm-hmm. And you start to realize that you're still speeding up and going faster and faster. And in some senses, Um, it is not merely that you are moving through space this quickly, but also space is moving in the opposite direction, you know, past you, behind you, away from you. Um, both are happening at the same time, and space is not meant to move this quickly, and it begins to crack and tear, and in that sort of black and white tunnel, you can see fractures forming, um, and just... Brightly colored, uh, violet and lavender and blue threads, uh, glowing that are just holding on to these fragments of space, uh, and getting pulled more and more taut, fraying more and more, threatening to snap. Uh, real quick, back, uh, on Earth, how are y'all doing?
4: I think Haley's freaking out a bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Casey has gone numb? she might have just lost one of her friends in the same night as uh, her boyfriend and she, she did a lot she's bringing no workie right now for Casey talk to talk, later okay
1: uh, Maurice how are you doing and as a reminder the van is still continuing to orbit the black hole that uh, Haley created and yeah. Bob fell into
3: okay um Hmm, how do I feel? What is more, you know what? It's been a crazy night. Yeah, Maurice is like looking at the like the two medals hanging from the the dashboard that like Bob got, and like they're like kind of floating, anti, you know, because of the momentum and gravity. And Maurice turns the van to the black hole. And he's going to go right in. I'm using insulation, babe. We're turning this into a fucking mothership. Uh... You're just diving into the black hole. We're driving in the black hole. I'm going to try and R- use insulation and my ability to warp power to turn it into a spaceship. Remind me what insulation does? You draw Bower to transform a border of your zone of influence into a solid barrier. On a positive card, choose two of the following. On the neutral, choose one. Barrier is sturdy and impervious to nearly all attacks. Barrier is intransparent, and your allies can move back and forth through the barrier at will.
1: Okay, I see. Uh, Then what is your pal, Maurice?
3: Not great, if anyone wants to help.
1: (laughs) Um, Nobody can. That's not how the game works anymore.
3: Okay, it's a one. (laughs)
1: Uh well, that's gonna be judgment. Do you wanna push?
3: I do wanna push.
1: You do wanna push. Okay. Clock is at two. Do you get the fool, you become what you're needed
3: to be in this moment. It's the mothership connection, baby. Parliament fucking delicate. Let's turn this into a spaceship. <laughs> Flying saucer.
1: I am imagining, um <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I think. Or the Millennium banned. Falcon.
3: Whatever, we got a tons of spaceships here.
1: <laughs> I I almost feel like the vibe more because yes, you're going into space, but also you're going into a space that like Bob has sort of uh, predefined by going in first. Uh, and you're, you know, you're chasing Bob, that connection is what is driving you here. So I'm imagining something that reflects more Bob's attitude, and this is not necessarily. I'm just imagining something a little like. trippier. I'm almost imagining a spaceship that looks like the yellow submarine of Beatles <laughs> fame.
3: Oh, <laughs> yeah, here. absolutely. I'm here for this. Yes,
1: Uh, And honestly, your range is big enough to encompass the Wild Cherry. I think the Wild Cherry just turns into the spaceship. Yes! Yes. Uh, So on a neutral, you get to choose one between those options. Which one do you want? I'm going to guess the barrier is sturdy and impervious to really all attacks. All the rest, I'm going to... (laughs) Yeah.
5: That makes sense.
3: I think the whole of
1: it absolutely looks, again, like a cartoon spaceship with very, like, uh, distorted proportions. The interior, though, it is just a barrier. It's not a spaceship. It's kind of just a, like, uh, yellow metal sphere in here with no controls at all. Um, but sure enough, uh, as you transform it, it does crunch down and get forced through the same singularity as Bob.
3: We can't leave Bob alone. We gotta go to Bob.
1: I was gonna say, what what are some other
4: people's reactions to this development? (laughs) I... Yeah, I think after that, I think once she sees that, kind of like, automatic without saying anything, she opens the back door of the submarine <laughs> now, and she's using her fire to as thrusters. Okay. Uh, uh. To okay, to yeah, 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 keep the spaceship going. Kind of not right. not saying a word, just kind of like, zoned out. But like, okay, yeah, no, I I I know what I'm doing okay
5: yeah Uh, I think Haley is um, just trying to keep her emotions under control Um, she is observing all this happening and trying not to interfere Um, Okay. I I think at this point uh, she goes up to like is there even a passenger seat anymore no not at all okay (laughs) You can get on the periscope. Oh okay, yeah, is there a periscope? It's a submarine.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, one of the options that uh, Maurice did not choose was it being transparent. I think that applies all yeah. the way around. That, that is a, a good, good point. Here. Um, I was going to tell. Uh, I was going to tell Casey that they can't even open a door because there are no doors. But then I thought the idea of using the thrusters was cool, so I let it slide.
5: <laughs> um. I'm trying to think here. Uh... Because we, we have no form of actual navigation.
1: No, and I believe you are now also tumbling through space. Yeah, uh-huh.
5: so I think what what Haley is going to try to do is sort of, like, reach out and, like, sense the, the space around them and, like, mm-hmm. use... Per, do I still have the my current eidolon power, or do I need to swap?
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
5: Mm, we should have you deal in. Okay, what am I? What am I gonna do?
1: I'll give you. Um, I'm trying to think of ones that would be fitting for this: Navigator, Inhuman, or um, Virtuoso.
5: Hmm. <laughs> Inhuman will not I don't think will be helpful for this specific Moment but I do kind of want to do Inhuman for this Uh uh We're in
3: space we're doing Space stuff
5: yeah so I Think uh, Pluto Locks in and Haley once again Transforms into like that Sort of like Eldritch shadow entity Um, And as a reminder that power is My Eidolon can alter the temperature Of whatever it touches Okay Um, yeah we're actually wait no I think this hmm can this work Uh, no mm. uh, what I'd like Haley to do actually is is reach out into space and um, this might be a dredge uh, I'd like to see if I can sense um, Bob's like uh, a psychic signature anywhere sure
1: yeah go ahead
5: and give me a dredge Okay, that'll be. Uh, I believe my biz is two. No, my biz is three.
1: Three. That is going to be death, the Empress, or the High Priestess.
5: Uh. Let's see here. So, so all neutral. All neutral. Okay.
4: Mm-hmm. One of them is my yeah. resonant. Yeah. Which one? And my one? dissonant. The the High Priestess and Tice dissonant does that. Okay, I will pick death then. Something
1: ends and something else begins. Okay. (laughs) You reach out with your thoughts to try to connect to Bob, wherever they are out here, Um, and uh, your mind like reaches out further and further, but uh, they seem to be so far beyond you that you're not... you can't sense them. But then, I think you do start to see them, although you don't know where they are. Bob, can you remind me what the exact phrasing of your uh, attempt to dredge
2: was? Uh, Open their third eye, see the godhead, and become one with the universe.
1: (laughs) Right, okay, okay, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Then, okay, um... As I was saying before, Bob, the universe seems to be splitting itself apart as you speed faster and faster through it. And as it continues to rend itself in twain, I think you can almost see as if um, superimposed over the image on your eyes, something else slowly coming into shape. Um, It is too uh, transparent to really make out well at first, but it slowly becomes more and more uh, tangible as time goes on and just as the void around you seems to rip itself apart, the workshop in back of the toy store is all around you and you sort of come skidding to a stop and you're unable to keep your balance and sort of like land with a thump on the ground. Oh!
2: oh Oh, wow that was that was nuts oh why did I end up here um hello you know we do have a door oh uh my apologies uh I, I didn't actually intend to come here I I got sucked into a black
0: hole it looks as if you've lost your shoes
2: Yeah, they they got sucked into the black hole first. I was going after them.
0: Well, I don't normally take, um, after-hours visits, but if you're here, I suppose we should do something about that, shouldn't we?
2: I, I mean, I don't want to impose, but I would very much
0: appreciate it. Well, no, it's no good to be walking around outside without shoes, now is it?
2: No, it's murder on the socks.
0: Hmm. What exactly were you doing out there?
2: Um, so, I guess this is as good a time as any to ask, have Have you ever heard of someone having their Eidolon just kind of go berserk, like, beyond their control? Hmm. Describe what you
0: mean by beyond their control.
2: So, I... So my whole thing is I can go really fast, right? Like, faster than a person should be able to. Mm. Uh, uh, I sped up really fast and couldn't slow down. And I couldn't take my shoes off to make it stop.
0: Oftentimes, when people have trouble controlling themselves, it is because they are... ...experiencing a conflicting set of desires within them. You might say that... ...you're trying to eat more healthily, but you also very much want a piece of cake. And whether... ...you... ...maintain your discipline, or you eat the cake is really... ...in either case, you're still making the decision, right? Yes. your Eidolon is part of you, it is you you could think of it as a muscle or really another body entirely that your soul also inhabits so it can't truly do something you don't want it to
5: hmm
2: okay, I I see what you're saying so on some level I don't want to slow down?
0: That's certainly what it seems like.
2: Hmm. I, I don't... Hmm. I, I'm gonna have to let that one soak in the brain pan for a bit, I think. Don't know what to make of that. How'd you get in here anyway? Uh, so that's So I was in the black hole, and the universe was rending itself apart around me, Um, and so I kind of did what my usual fallback is when stuff gets weird, and I just tried to meditate. Uh, And then, like, I went through some sort of, like, matter tunnel or something, and then I wound up here.
0: Interesting. Interesting. That is a new one on me.
2: That uh, yeah that, that kind of that kind of tells me that uh, that that was, I mean I had a feeling that what was happening was really weird, but yeah if if it's new to you that's that's a doozy.
0: So you're saying you got here simply by willing yourself here?
2: I think I, I'm not sure I was aiming for anywhere in particular. Maybe. Hmm. Um. I think Merlin sort of
1: looks at you. And uh, you look down and see he has been uh, slowly carving away at something in his hands this entire time. Nothing fancy. It looks like a tongue depressor. And that's exactly what it is. Uh, and he walks up to you and, like, gestures for you to open your mouth. Oh. Uh, uh, uh Yeah, he sticks it on your tongue and, like, forces it down to start inspecting your throat. And then... Um, You feel the tongue depressor getting hot in your mouth, and he sort of looks down in confusion and lets go of it as uh, it bursts into flames, dropping down.
0: He goes, Oh, I see. You're still moving very fast. That's how you're here. Uh, Oh. Um. That. Hmm.
2: I mean, I, I, I lost my Eidolon. Theoretically, I shouldn't
0: be able to do that. Uh, I would agree that theoretically you shouldn't be able to. Huh. This this space exists both in the back room of the toy store I manage, and also it is a different space quite beyond that. And usually that space is only accessed by those I invite here, but it seems you've found a way to force yourself in. Oh.
2: Hmm.
0: That... That's been happening kind of a lot lately.
2: We uh, we also we also found a way back into the undertow earlier, and uh, yeah. I. Mm, what do you think I should do?
0: What I think is that you are quickly growing beyond any need for my advice. I think I may have spoken a bit too quickly when I said that your friend Haley was the clear front runner here. It seems like all of you are rather uh. Interesting candidates. I well, I I appreciate the vote of confidence. I
2: I don't know if it's good that I'm setting things on fire.
0: That's generally a difficult thing to handle. Yes, I would recommend finding a way to stop doing it. Okay. Um
2: Hmm. I How do I I do 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 I just leave normally, like out the door? Like I think I think my friends are still messing with the black hole.
0: I don't think you have found yourself back home, per se. As I said, this space is... both is and is not connected to my toy shop. Can can you leave? I, do- I doubt you can use the door.
2: Huh. Okay, Uh, I would like to dredge. Okay. Um, because Bob, in fiction, and me in real life is really not sure how to proceed here. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh that gets you
1: the tower or the star. Oh
4: Mmm Mmm. Huh? Oh my god you, you wanna walk us through this? The- you wanna explain how your brain does the thing? Uh yeah. mmm
2: yeah, that, that's the thing. It's it's a real like, man. It I sh- should I take the the gift I've been given or should I do the mm-hmm. spicy? Um, uh
4: uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. You you were. I'm not saying do one thing or another. I'm just saying you were just complaining. <laughs> you were just complaining not 20 minutes ago about how you keep getting bad cards. Yes. I'm just saying. I'm just saying.
2: But the tower is the tower. You see. Uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take the star. <laughs> Follow your heart.
4: Star.
2: <laughs> A new path is revealed.
1: Um, okay. Let me think here. Um, I think you do test the door, and, uh, yeah, just like Merlin thought, um, it is as though there is an invisible barrier, uh, in the threshold that you cannot penetrate. Um, because you realize, Bob, that, yeah, you are not back on Earth. You vibrated and sped so fast that you transcended the physical universe and pushed yourself into... I mean, you said you wanted to, uh, uh... like, gaze upon the godhead, right? I don't know if that's what you've done per se, but you have found the place where... godheads are... Uh, manufactured basically right the person that claims the sword becomes a god this is uh sort of the first step towards godhood and it is the first place you found on your journey beyond anything happening in the real world uh merlin's workshop is simultaneously part of the real world and the undertow
2: okay so if I can't step out into the real world, maybe I can step out into the Undertale? Possibly, yeah. And
1: uh, real quick, Haley, because of your dredge, you saw all of this almost from like a uh, a like third person perspective.
5: Okay. Um. So what I'm going to do is, uh, I'm going to tell in as calm a voice as Haley can muster uh, she's going to tell Maurice and Casey, um Bob is going to the undertow we're going to follow them uh and she is going to use the inhuman move uh strange journey
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, remind the folks home what Strange Journey does.
5: You can create a temporary portal to the Undertow. Draw biz. In addition to the card, cards, cards foca- forecast. Choose two of the following: if you play a positive card, and one of the following: if you play a neutral card. Uh, which I'll I'll get into those options depending on what I draw. Okay.
3: okay I have uh, a plus one with Haley. Can I use it now to help?
1: Uh oh, sure. Yeah, you got a from from your tie Yeah. Yeah, sure. You can toss that on there. So that gets to four cards, right? Because you got three biz. Yes. You have the Emperor, the Chariot, the Hermit, or the Hierophant.
4: Cool. The Hermit's my dissonant card. Okay. The Hierophant is size resonant.
5: Oh, god. I'm not sure if I want Hermit, though. Yeah,
4: I don't know if you want to
1: isolate yeah. yourself
3: while making a portal. That happened last time we went to the Undertow. Also, I won't feel bad
5: if you use the Hierophant. That's cool. They come back around. Okay, let's do... Yeah. Let's do the chariot. Um, Seems fairly appropriate. And, oh gosh, which of these should I choose? Um, I'm going to say the other side of the portal is in a safe location.
1: Okay, then. Yeah. um, Bob, what is your plan to get
2: to the undertow proper? Um, Okay, so I just had the initial thought that I could maybe do that. I hadn't really thought of a step two. Um, right,
1: no, that's fair. Um, step two time now, though.
2: Yeah, um, hmm. <laughs> well, if if the whole thing is that Bob is just vibrating super fast, uh, maybe they can find the right frequency. Ooh.
1: Okay, yeah. Um. Give me an Ellie draw for that. That's how the flash works. <laughs> yeah. That is how the flash <laughs> works. Uh, my Ellie is three. Three, that gets you, oh, the Hanged Man,
2: the Moon, or Judgment. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> God. <Jesus. laughs> Fuck! Are you pushing? <laughs> um. I, I'm, I'm ticking the clock so much. Yeah, no, I'm pushing.
1: Alright, clock ticks again. It's already back to three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Then that gets you the Empress. You create something. Sure. Alright. Uh, in that case, um. Yeah, let me think of what this looks like for you, Bob, as you start trying to vibrate at different frequencies, you find that uh, slowing down to a lower frequency, even a slightly lower one, almost impossible. But when you try to go even faster, then something starts to happen. And um, the uh, workshop begins to once again fade away and uh, the universe is now completely gone and you are for a moment in a White void as different images occasionally flicker into uh, being around you and then vanish just as quickly as they came. Um, you see a vast swirl of colors for just a second, and then it's gone. You see an office building flooding with magnetic tapes spiraling off of spools, and then that's gone. You see a spiral staircase deep underground, descending a mile down into the Earth's crust. You see towering stacks of paper brushing the ceiling of a dimly lit study. You see an oracle guiding a traveler up the mountain to seek audience with the toy maker that lives there. You see an ocean of slobbering mouths eager to consume you. You see four children planning a murder mystery play on a train car in the middle of town. You see Excalibur, the most beautiful sword ever forged, stabbed straight through creation fissures and cracks spider-webbing out across time and space from where it pierces it. Each image flashes before your eyes in only an instant, and then you're back in the white void before another flickers before you. And then, all at once, you feel an intense heat as you stare into the glowing, terrible eyes of Disco Inferno. As elsewhere in the cosmos, Haley opens up a portal that the uh, transformed wild cherry flies through, and it crashes to the ground back in the undertow, just behind Bob, looking into
2: the eyes of Disco Inferno. Uh, I think Bob is just gonna sort of pause for a moment, and then like just sort of raise a hand and go Hi! Hi Bob! The uh, dragon
1: just stares down at you, and it's Just sort of lightly breathing, and with each exhale, there is just a, like, multicolor plume of fire out of each of its nostrils. Uh,
4: I think we're, we're there, right? Yeah, you're there. Uh, I think Casey is kinda slowly gonna walk, making eye contact with the dragon. And then try to grab Bob by the back of their shirt and pull them behind them.
2: How does how does okay, so how does that play out with Bob and being like super vibration? Um, I think I mean
1: I don't know that. Yeah, no, definitely. <laughs> Let me think here. Um Bob, I think uh Casey manages to grab you just fine with no incident, and you're sort of surprised by that, and then suddenly you are hit in the back of the head with uh one of your shoes. Ooh! <laughs> and then uh Immediately after, hit with the other one.
3: Ooh.
1: Oh my god, recall and... finally worked. <laughs> <laughs> and they both just sort of, like, land with a plop at your feet.
2: Uh, uh, I, Bob's gonna yeah. just, like, pick them up and uh, put them on real quick. I mean, the shoelaces have been cut, so they're just gonna, like, slide right. on. Yeah, gonna, have, uh-huh. gonna have to replace
4: those. Meanwhile, Casey still has her hands burned from the last episode. So, I think she's still just going to look at Disco Inferno and every time Disco does the fire thing, she's going to do the fire back. Just like, "Okay. Yeah. Fire? Yeah, let's do this. You and me,
1: let's fucking go." To describe Disco Inferno a little more, cuz Haley, the last time you saw it, it was in sort of a narrow tunnel that it was squeezed inside of. Yeah. Um, this is a much more open cavern with a much higher ceiling, so it is Standing up, it's on all fours. Um its body is sort of uh naturally tilted up so that you can see its underbelly, which is covered in large square scales that look like um a disco ball. Oh, yeah.
3: Okay. I think I want to investigate the dragon. Okay, sure. What's your genius, Maurice? It's three. It's the thing I'm good at. Hopefully. Let's all see. Right. That's that hope- the
1: high priest the hi- The High Priestess, the Tower, and the Mm. Emperor. So neutral, negative, neutral.
3: Oh, jeez. Okay. I want to use a positive card for what weakness I can exploit. That feels... Good? Yeah.
1: Unfortunately, positive is not a choice here. You got two neutrals and a negative. can do neutral at least.
3: What? I got two neutrals in there? Oh, jeez. Okay. Um... Let's do the High Priestess, what weaknesses can I exploit? Um, what was the last what was the other neutral one?
1: Uh the Emperor.
3: Uh the Emperor for what's hidden here? And what do I want to be the tower? <laughs> um <laughs> uh,
1: well when you're thinking about that, yeah. let, me, let me go through these questions you got. So Hi high, high Priestess, what weaknesses can you exploit? Maurice, it occurs to you. It's, like I said, its belly looks heavily armored with these thick sort of disco ball scales. Um, and those look hard to break, but on the other hand, I'll bet if you did, the uh, flesh under there is real sensitive. And then, what did you say for the Emperor? The Emperor, um, what is hidden here? What is hidden here? Um... What is hidden here? That's a good question. Uh... I think, Maurice, you, as you look around this chamber that you're in, which you're not really familiar with, you haven't spent a ton of time in the Undertow, this does not seem to be a cavern you've found before, um, but as you look around at the walls, there are some cracks in them, and from them, uh, there is sort of a pulsing light, the same color as, uh, the
3: flames coming out of Disco Inferno's nose, Okay, okay. And I'll just let the GM's choice. Tower, which one do you want to give me for the tower? It's (laughs) bad. Who cares? Who cares what Uh, kind of bad it is? I'll take it. (laughs) Okay, um...
1: I'll I'll go for who's in control. And I'll tell you, it's the big dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I think as it looks down at all of you uh, sort of climbing out of the wreckage or or Bob sort of standing at the front, it uh, does not open its mouth to speak. But uh, just like Haley before, all of you can hear its words uh, burned like fire into your minds. It, like, hurts to hear it speak to you this way. Um, Like, your entire head is just... Uh, pounding, it is as though you're, it's as though you're getting migraines in the shape of the letters that it's saying. (laughs) And does that make sense? No, but it's a dragon, it can do what it wants. (laughs) As it says, um...
0: It is nearly time for the egg to hatch. Return here after the last sunset of the year and face me.
2: Um... You know what? That Honestly, that's the most uh, direct, like, explicit direction we've gotten thus far. Sure.
1: Hey there, everybody. It's me, Luke, to do the ad break. The part where I tell you to go to patreon.com slash playtest. My favorite website on the internet because it's one where people give me money. Most websites I go to... There's either no financial transaction at all or I'm giving someone else money. This one, though, it's pretty great. People give me money and my friends, but I'm less concerned about that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Uh For just $1 a month, if you subscribe over there, you can get every episode of this show a full week in advance. If you listen to this in the free feed, you could have been listening to it last week, and you could be listening to next week's episode right now. It's a form of time travel. And $1 for time travel is a steal. I don't know. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, For $3 a month, you get two bonus monthly podcasts, uh, Eidolon Playlist, which is a music podcast where we talk about the various bands that we reference throughout the mainline show, and uh, design sessions where me and Molly talk through the Eidolon RPG and punch it up, make it better, uh, fix the design flaws that we perceive Um, I think it's coming together really well. It's, it's becoming, you know, this thing's starting to look like a fucking game and I'm liking it. (laughs) Um, $3 a month also gets you all of my GM notes and character sheets for the characters when they get updated. So, you know, you can occasionally get some fun behind the curtain stuff, uh, from that. Uh, $5 a month gets you... Every draft of Eidolon Become Your Best Self, that RPG that I just mentioned, you know, the one we play on this show, you get how it works by now, Um, again, I think it's pretty alright, and a new draft of it should be dropping, uh, hopefully this week, I should be able to get it ready to go this week, um, I really like the changes we made in the most recent design session, and I think y'all will too, uh, for $10 a month, you get a little bonus every month. Uh, $10 is mostly a thank you. Uh, it's sort of a tip jar situation, but we also uh, try to put out some bonus content every month for you. Right now, due to the uh, SAG and WGA, WGA strikes, uh, we are kind of pulling back from the normal content we do there. Um, we were getting ready to start doing uh, our JoJo podcast again regularly, but... They've asked people to not do that kind of podcast right now, and we're honoring that. So we've got a different bonus uh, brewing in the Hopper right now. That should be out sometime soon. Don't want to put a hard date on it, because I'm not the one making it. Um, But it should be a fun time. And um, what else? Oh, $5 a month also gets your name read out on the podcast Uh, like so. I want to give a special thank you to Roman, Abilasha Tandon, Sarah Losolsi, LG, Jay Cooper, Professor Piggy, Siobhan Peridot-Rose, Maximilian Gumble, Kevin King, Charlie Neal, Theodore beauregard Mann, Brulee, Liam Black, Mary Painter, Robin Magi, Casey, Nobody, Sud-Zoo, Joe Tank Richardelli, Mark Sokolov, John Brownlee, Grief Ninja, Addie Gale Ralston, Tanner Vogelsang, Benjamin Lewis, Icy Shadow, CrassPants, Pants, and Christopher Pregatos, Big thanks to all of you for supporting the show. And if you would like to support the show in a non-financial way, um, the number one way you can do it, honestly, is just spreading the word about us, telling your friends, telling your enemies, uh, just tell anyone who will listen to you about that cool podcast you like to listen to called Idol on Playtest. Um, that's really the the best kind of support we can ask for. Uh, also. Rate and review us on podcast platforms like Apple Podcasts or Spotify or anywhere else where they give you the option to give us five stars. And you know, give give us, give us five stars, man. Come on, <laughs> what are you holding out those stars for? What else do we got to do? Uh, I'm joking. I think we have almost all five star reviews, and then one dingus on Apple Podcasts that gave us a one star. We're gonna be sitting at four point nine stars for so long, and it's gonna kill me. But you can make that go away by just giving us five stars. Eventually, it'll average out to close enough to five that Apple Podcasts will round up, I'm pretty sure. Um, And yeah, also, if you can write reviews, um, we're always very touched anytime we get a new review to read. It is uh, very exciting. And also, more reviews helps bump us up in, like, the podcast suggestion algorithm thing. Um, So yeah, you know, take a second and write us a review, why don't you? I think that is about all that I have got to ramble on about for now, so I'm going to let you get back to the show. Bye!
5: I think Haley has had a lot of emotions pent up <laughs> right uh-huh. now. and I think what she is going to do... So my inhuman power is my te- my idling can alter the temperature of whatever it touches. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to think in my head to to communicate to Disco Inferno, and yeah. those words are going to be as cold as I can possibly make them. Okay. And Haley is going to communicate, and when, when we come back, we will take the sword. Oh shit that remains to be seen
4: Casey's still maintaining eye contact and doing her own fire but she starts taking step backwards
3: I was like the urge to do a sealed room right here because they just gave me a direct offer <laughs> I was
4: like okay but also we get this
3: maybe, maybe Maurice is too terrified to have a counter proposal it's
2: a dragon. <laughs> he raises his finger yeah. to say something and just like puts it back down <laughs> We, we've we've been a gauntlet has been thrown down for us to prepare for a boss fight. We're not ready for it mm-hmm. yet. Um, so I'm still I'm still kind of a little confused about like Bob's current status. Bob, you're good. I'm, okay. <laughs> yeah, by tuning
1: into the undertow frequency, you have like you
2: seem to have evened it out. Okay. So because uh, like Bob was. I, I didn't wanna like climb to the driver's seat of the wild cherry and then have the chair catch fire or something. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. so so Bob is gonna uh walk up to Maurice and just be like, Hey, uh Hey, thanks for uh taking care of the of of the wild cherry. That Bob's just gonna like look up and down at this weird spaceship <laughs> where their van uh-huh. used to be. And just be like, uh yeah, I really uh I really appreciate you taking care of care of uh care of the old girl uh it, how's dog doing back there <laughs>
1: oh my god uh bob i think you can see inside it like i said it is in a hollow sphere there's no sign of dog in there right now but wait <laughs> marissa I, I think say, it- <laughs> yeah go ahead. That,
4: that, that could be it or instead of dog dog has become like in 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 a blue submarine a blue mini. Which is a little weird, fucked up little guy. Now, here's what I'll give you. I think uh, there
1: is like a little painting of a turtle on the <laughs> part of the wall. But, uh, Maurice, um, the spaceship starts to revert back into the Wild Cherry. And that little painting uh, turns back into dog in in its terrarium. Which I think just sort of topples over and it topples out of it. And just kind of like... Listen I know turtles don't really make sounds but I'm very much imagining it looking up at Bob and doing the banjo kazooie <laughs> turtle noise and like that
2: <laughs> Oh Mah. oh you poor baby I'm so, I'm so sorry <laughs> Oh oh it, it like Bob is going to like like set the terrarium back where it's supposed to be and and like put dog properly back in their place and and like like there's probably like a box of turtle treats somewhere in the van or something or lettuce or some shit, whatever it is. You give a turtle. right Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. And just, yeah, they're going to, they're going to give turtle, uh, they're going to give dog a treat. Yeah. And then uh, they're going to be like, okay. Uh, hey, Maurice, can I get the keys?
3: Absolutely. Maurice drops the keys in Bob's hand and is like stepping away. we was not planning for dragons in space. I'm glad it's still in one piece. I'm glad the van's in one place.
2: Yeah. Let's, uh,
3: so what happened to the black hole? We just went through it. I don't know. <laughs> you think it's
1: still I, there? I, I would assume it got dispelled
3: once Haley uh, dealt in. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, that's another thing we're going to have to deal with when we get back to No, this thing's not behind the Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> people people tell
5: stories. <laughs> if it's,
4: if it's, yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. a black hole behind the Waffle House. Like every Waffle House has. Yeah. yeah. I
5: do <laughs> have... I do have one last idea I want to do here because I okay. do have two hold left for this particular playbook. Yeah. Um, I think before Haley gets back in the van, she turns around um, and she like reaches out to the undertow and dredges to try and figure out um what Disco Inferno's connection is to the sword. Well, to the stone, I guess, specifically.
1: Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's 3Biz, right? Yes. Okay, that is the Hermit, the Hierophant, or the Hanged Man.
5: Okay. Um, I'm going to take the Hermit, and before so, you give so me an the, answer... Uh, sorry. yeah, It's a dredge. Hermit is Casey's Dissonant. Oh okay. the Hierophant is uh
2: Maurice's uh resonant though. Ooh.
1: Yeah, so it would count as a positive if you took the Hierophant.
5: Okay. Um all right, let's do the Hierophant, and I'm going to use the Inhuman Move uh Shadow Reading, which is soul spyglass from the navigator. Oh shit. Which means okay. I get to ask any character in this room. One question that the their player must answer.
1: Right, I answer it, not not Disco
5: Inferno. Yes. Uh, yes. And so, uh, I am going to ask, what is Disco Inferno's purpose?
1: Disco Inferno's purpose is to be both the guardian of the stone and sort of the final test for anyone that would claim the power of it. Um, By defeating Disco Inferno, you will, uh, sort of activate the stone, it will be ready to be claimed, and the sword can be drawn from it.
5: Thank you. I've learned all I need to know.
1: And you can sort of, you know, in defeating Disco Inferno, you will kill it in some senses, but also, it's in sort
5: of eternal spirit, you can't really kill it. Yeah, it'll come back eventually.
1: You can kill this body that it inhabits. Yeah.
3: You can only faint it. You can't actually, it's like Pokemon rule. It's Pokemon <laughs> rule. <Right>,
5: exactly. <laughs>
3: exactly.
5: Alright. Uh, I think, okay, with with that Haley just turns back uh, steps into the van and as she does so, she's going to use the, the starting mood uh, move, because I think um, crap, do holds only count for uh, advanced moves? or... Uh, depends on what hold you mean. Uh, for for the um, for the hold I get for deal in. Uh, okay, yeah. It's one hold to use advanced moves. Starting moves are free. Um, so I'm going to use facade um, to sort of make myself look like Haley again. Uh, but there's... Okay. It's imperfect so there's some things that are like clearly not how Haley usually wor- looks she has like black streaks in her hair uh right. and in her pupils um like there's a a thin uh a thin like ring of red that looks like the the red lines on her ribbons when she's in the in human form
4: okay ah. I have a question. What are you wearing in the facade? Is it like some weird like skirt with ribbons or... Yeah, I
5: think it's a... I think it's a starry black... I think it's a, a black dress that has sparkles like stars. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh. You look pretty. Thank you. We're going Those to... Those were n- the first
4: words she said in... The, the, hour? <laughs>
5: we're going to need to defeat the dragon... Let's go home. Okay.
2: Uh, hey, so Bob's going to start the van. Um, d- I don't remember. Do, do Would a van in the late 70s have a clock in it? Probably. I can allow for it. Yeah, What's what time is it? Um, I would say
1: it is probably... It was getting pretty close to one when you fought Night Fever, so it is probably pushing hmm. two at this point.
2: All right, well... As far as rem- getting to remember everything that happened tonight, mission accomplished. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, let's go home. And uh, Bob is going to try and drive the van to... It, so I, I don't know how hard of a time they're going to have navigating this, but like, I guess we've established that the... The quote-unquote ritual to get back out is to go back to the approximate undertow right. equivalent of the Waffle House. Sure, so yeah, sure. that's where Well, here's, head. here's
1: what I was gonna say. Um, where do you all think you're gonna be meeting up for the debrief the following day?
2: Uh,
4: I mean. Not Waffle <laughs> Not the Waffle House. <laughs> yeah, that's, no. That's if Waffle House gets brought up, uh, Casey's gonna be like, no. I mean, probably... Yeah. There's a, there's other locations you can yeah. hang out. <laughs> I mean, just probably. Just a the, heads up. Yeah. a little bit traumatic right now.
2: I mean, is there any reason we wouldn't just use the Mystery Club room?
4: No, you can use
1: the Mystery Club room. Okay, yeah. All right, then. Uh, in that case, I think as you're getting ready to drive back to the uh, real world, Bob... Um, Uh, uh, Boogie Wonderland just sort of yells, Cut! And, uh, everything freezes Maurice as they, you know, a bunch of stagehands, uh, you know, replace the matte painting in the background, take apart the, uh, you know, prop van that you're sitting in and replace it with a bunch of desks. Uh, you know, walls of a classroom are lowered in, uh, on, like, um, hooks from high above, The lighting changes to emulate a classroom, and then they just yell, Action! And to everyone else's perspective, it's just the next day. Like, you, 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 last night happened, but, you know,
4: we've cut ahead. I love the idea of, like, in the van, there's a window where you can still see Disco Inferno. And when right. they say cut, it's just like a shitty Disco Inferno the drawing. Absolutely, yes. Away. It's like a paper mache yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh.
3: They pick up side of the van, <laughs> and, and it's like a wall with, that's just painted with them in the window. <laughs> yes.
4: It's a right. fucking, like, toy. It's a fucking model, like in Power Rangers. <laughs> just move it. Boom. Mace, you see the actor that plays Casey, like, go over to the
1: craft services (laughs) table and, like, you know, grab a sandwich. You don't know what to make of that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So weird that they make Casey's actor a VSS guy. (laughs) (laughs) Bob actor likes a cigarette. Like, I can't
2: believe they had me walking around barefoot for so many goddamn scenes. (laughs)
1: Uh, uh, but yes, it is the following day. Uh, you are in the mystery class. Um, the mystery club. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. The mystery club room. Um, the deck's getting shuffled back together because we've reached downtime. We don't really have enough time to go through all of downtime, most likely. Mm-hmm. But we can at least get it started and then wrap it up at the beginning of next session. Um, to be clear, I, th- I, I think it was clear, but just to make sure we're all on the same page, Disco Inferno has challenged you to fight it on New Year's Eve. It is currently mid to late November, so you have a little over a month to prepare Alright So, real quick, first we gotta do the debrief Um, Just going around the horn Uh, As a reminder, this started with, um Where did this start? Right, with you guys trying to investigate Night Fever uh, So it encompasses everything that happened with Jordan and the hustle All that stuff So, uh, Casey, I have a guess, but like thumbs up, thumbs down on this whole Uh shebang (laughs) Thumbs
3: down. Thumbs down. Okay, Maurice. <sighs> How does Maurice feel? Oh. Someone died. Not great. Yeah. Our principal didn't get to use brain powers on us. That's good. Whatever that shit is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dragon didn't kill us. I think Maurice is mostly positive. We made it out. We survived it.
1: Okay. All right. That's
2: one thumbs down, one thumbs up. Uh, Bob, thumbs up, thumbs down. Ah. <sighs> So things mostly, I, I think I'm going to go toward thumbs down because I don't think Bob knows what to make of like, so it, they, they're they far more powerful than they could possibly have imagined. But also, like, they've lost control of it at least once now, and that's uh-huh. horrifying. So, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with thumbs down.
5: Okay. uh, Haley, thumbs up, thumbs down. Thumbs down. Um... Jordan died they did take out Night Fever but like that almost ended in disaster as well uh it and Haley personally uh is feeling like uh she was sort of just flailing uh and may have even made things worse uh than they could have been uh so that's that's a negative for Haley.
1: Alright. Uh in that case the thumbs downs have it, which means the Phantom Clock advances twice, but you get two XP. Phantom clock's already back up to five.
5: <laughs> oh that track, we
4: are
3: disasters. Uh, I'll our XP clock is that twenty. Ridiculous.
4: <laughs> All right, is it twenty or twenty-two? Twenty?
5: <laughs> I
3: I
4: just added the two you got from <laughs> the. wait
5: Hold so that. we can level up twice? <laughs> Well, no, leveling up costs 12, oh, so you're okay. very close uh, to a second the, yo, one, but not quite.
3: What have we done? Uh, what have we done here? <laughs> <laughs> you
1: have all leveled up, and you have eight experience in the bank already towards your next level oh, up. Oh,
5: God. Okay.
1: You don't need to, you know, worry about what you're taking right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can figure that out in between sessions. But for now, yeah, um, go ahead and uh, act out the debrief scene, keeping your votes in mind. Uh,
4: KC looks like shit. She obviously doesn't sleep. She has even bigger bags on her eyes. Uh, she's obviously been crying all night. Um, her hands are in gloves. She's wearing like full-on leather gloves. Um, and uh, she has not said anything to anyone unless to respond. And then... Uh, At school today, and all responses have been one word or two at most. Um, Bob
2: has replaced the laces on the shoes that are part of their soul and is trying and failing very hard not to think about the implications of that.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think... Haley currently has a bunch of different, like, books, like, fantasy novels, like, spread out on the table that, like, feature dragons prominently in them is just, like, looking through and and copying different passages down with, like, a pencil. She seems to be holding it much, much too hard. And I think, like... As she copies a a particular sentence from The Hobbit, like, she accidentally just snaps the pencil in half. It's... In the silence of the room, it's quite loud. Uh, And Haley, for the first time in several minutes, looks up, mumbles, Sorry about that. Uh, And then just... Picks up the the bottom half of the pencil that still has the, the the graphite part and keeps writing.
3: What does my positive look
5: like in this in this
3: <laughs> this tense situation? Um, because even you you were
1: positive by a hair. By You're hair. like, listen, was it great? No, but we survived it, and that's worth you know.
3: Hey, take the wins you can. I think. Ooh. Hmm. How much do I want to? Who was Maurice? I think Maurice is looking at an index card with six names on it and one crossed out, and he's just thinking about it. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's, I tell he you, someone says anything. And he's uh, thinking about the other faculty, and that's what, that's where he's focusing his attention. The faculty and the, uh, what's it called? The, thing with the police. So he's like very focused on practical real world matters. Oh cool, we did a bunch of magic stuff, and now um how do we get back into the real world? So he's like I guess maybe he has like legal cases or something out. Um but yeah he's kind of digging into that and not chipper, but like determinedly looking at like, okay, so how do we figure out this other stuff that's going on that everyone seems maybe too (laughs)
2: emotionally fraught to deal with at the moment. I mean, I feel like we should probably keep our primary focus on this. Like, we're going to have to fight a dragon Maurice. Like we should, I I feel like that needs to be our primary focus. The dragon. Like, I I understand that you're like wanting to keep your eyes on like, you know, co-conspirators and the, the deeper mysteries of the town, but it's, it's a dragon. It's a giant fire-breathing dragon, like out of a fairy tale. Yeah, it's a giant fire-breathing dragon.
3: I don't know. I when in the back of the van when he just disappeared and there wasn't anything to do, I was sure.
4: Uh, you can you can see Casey visibly flinch.
3: I was sure that's just all of us. We're all already dead. It's already over. It's done. We're just dead. And it's. There's nothing we can do to stop it. We're all fucking dead already. But we made it through the night.
2: And. You know. Maybe. I don't know. I. That. That is the most optimistic case of nihilism I've ever heard, Maurice. Hello, I'm Maurice Bailey. Pleasure to meet you. Yeah. (laughs) And hey,
3: we may be fucking dead, and we may have that dragon kill us in a month from now. He will probably kill us in a month from now, but we still have a month. We still have a
5: month to, like, live our lives until we don't. That's not good enough. I'm not going to accept a compromise like that, Maurice. I'm sick of accepting compromises. Casey is
4: flicking a lighter on and off during uh, this conversation.
3: If it's not the dragon, it's something... That we're, we're all dead. We're all toast. At least we just know now when it is.
2: Look, Maurice, I we can do this, all right? We have... This is... We have more time to plan for this than any other thing we've had to handle so far and like look it's big and scary and I know I just said that we should you know really take it seriously and we should. I think we can do this but you know we need to we need to have a strategy we need to train we need to you know think about how we're gonna handle this
5: situation. We have a I have a lot of space on our ranch we can use that for training. I've already been doing that off and on with Maurice anyway. I would like to train. Yeah, that,
2: that sounds good to me. Really? You think
3: four of us, Mystery Solvers Club, we can take a dragon?
2: We have yes. to. Maurice? we we went through a black hole. We can take a dragon.
3: I would like to unveil my master plan.
2: <laughs>
4: what
3: master plan? Of course, we can take a dragon. I'm glad you guys are back on the same page. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> he starts drawing things. Like that. I had to get po- I had to get to pop it of some kind of way here. <laughs>
4: Jorin died in my arms. I am not gonna let that happen again to any of you. Her her eyes are like tearing up, but she doesn't say anything. and Kind of like looks away.
5: Uh, Haley grabs one of Casey's gloved hands and squeezes it.
4: She like wins us a little bit on the pain, but I think she kind of leans into you and like her head on your shoulder doesn't say anything.
5: Not gonna let you die either.
4: Do you remember when you knighted me? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I don't think I want to be your knight. I want to be your sword and your armor. I want you to use me, direct me hide behind me i'm not saying i'm gonna sacrifice myself i'm saying i trust you for us to get out of this
5: thank you i accept that
4: i think she like doesn't look up she has her eyes in your shoulder you can feel it's a little wet there the intercom crackles to
1: life and you hear uh, a voice say Robert McGovern Jr. please report to the principal's office immediately Robert McGovern Jr.
4: Uh, oh alright uh, I think KC stands up I'll, I'll be fine and I'm not going in there. I'm just I'll be around. okay. I'll be nearby. Sure. And uh, Bob heads to the principal's office. Casey follows, uh, but at a safe distance.
1: Yeah, you head to the principal's office. Um, the when you first walk through the door, there's a small reception area. I think the receptionist is just uh, like staring daggers at you, Bob. There are several doors leading out from this room. Um, each of the, uh, uh, vice principals as well as the counselor. And I think they all kind of step out into the doorways of their offices to just kind of look at you. As, uh, the principal opens his door and says, Robert, come on in. Uh, Sure. And, uh, he sort of turns his back to you and just sort of heads inside and sits down at, uh, his desk. And, um, there's, like, one other chair in here across from him to sit down at.
2: Uh, I think Bob stands for now, unless they're told otherwise. Have a seat. They sit down.
1: He just sort of, uh, sits leaning back a little in his chair, uh, staring at you. Um wordlessly for an uncomfortable amount of time
2: Uh. so what is this about don't give me that you know okay
1: do you have any idea what you and your little friends have done to this town No. Do you realize what the mortality rate was around here before I was here to keep things smoothed over? (laughs) You think things have been bad here Uh, in the few months you've uh, known how things work? You don't know what bad looks like. And now you have ruined the one thing that was doing the most to keep all that under control. If you say so. I don't know why I expected you to have something more than smart off to me to say. There's going to be blood on your hands starting tonight. Are you ready for that? Because I don't think you are.
2: I mean... Hmm. I try, I'm trying to think what they say in response. I th- I think they just sit there silently. Silently. Oh, do you
3: mind me stepping on your your toes here? Uh, so, what if the radio clicked on? And it's like midnight curfew's over. Some things are going to change this year. By the way, <laughs> courtesy of the Mystery Solvers Club.
1: Uh, Maurice, give me a reveal your master plan yeah. real quick.
3: <laughs> I will also, uh, yeah, we're going to do a, a you know a memorial of Jordan Roberts. Uh, Rogers. Things are gonna be different. And reveal my master plan. Three cards, baby. That's the Wheel of Fortune, Justice of the High Priestess, all neutral. (sighs) Fuck it, push it. This is a good one.
1: Alright, yeah, sure. Uh the sun, you're giving cause to celebrate. Fuck Yeah. 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 The uh principal uh like leaps out of his chair and storms out to the reception area where the, you know, microphone for the PA is. Uh, the receptionist is looking at him like dumbfounded, there's nothing going on here. And we code over to the Science Club room, where Flannery has helped you, uh, splice a microphone into the system, like, through
3: a, like, jack on the wall. This year, some things are gonna change. And that's a Mystery Solver Club promise!
1: Eidolon Playtest is produced by Audio Entropy. You can find us at audioentropy.com as well as patreon.com slash You can follow us on Twitter and co-host at Eidolon Playtest, or join our Discord at bit.ly aediscord. Eidolon Disco will be back in two weeks on September 4th for Patreon subscribers and September 11th for everyone else. See you then!